0: back in this wednesday and the doctor is in let's check in with vaccine researcher family physician dr iris gorfinkel joins us dr gorfinkel good afternoon
1: a warm good afternoon to you jeff
0: appreciate that okay we're going to start with this research uh, released earlier this week canada's COVID response during the first two years of the pandemic was better than most comparable countries now this despite the crisis in long-term care and of course we all remember the delay in getting the vaccines uh, would you
1: concur?
0: Would you concur with these findings, doctor Gorfinkel?
1: It was wonderful to see that, in fact, according to this research, which was a pretty rigorously done study, Canada's COVID response was probably the best in of, of all the G10 countries they looked at. Now, it's not too hard to beat the United States, but this included the United Kingdom and several Western European countries and Japan. So it's largely due to our high vaccination rate. That's what's credited. But we did, in fact, have the lowest case numbers per capita. We were number two when it came to death rate, just number two behind Japan. Now, consider this for a moment. If Canada if we had the same death rates as the United States, there would have been 70,000 more deaths. These vaccines have saved up to 20 million lives worldwide. That sounds like a future Nobel Prize to me. I mean, our vaccination uptake was probably among the highest in the world. At this point, well over four out of five Canadians have had two shots I'm deeply concerned because less than 50% have still had that third dose, and we know that third dose is super important to fight Omicron. And we're at about 10% for having that fourth dose, a second booster shot.
0: All right, I want to get to booster shots in just a second, but does this study also speak to uh, lockdowns? I wanted to ask you about that. The vaccines obviously played a key and crucial role, but uh, lockdowns uh, as well. As you well know, here in Ontario, we were one of, if not the most uh, lockdown uh, region or area in the entire world for uh, some time. And is these findings that uh, Canada's COVID response uh, was top amongst G10 nations? Does that tell us that uh, the decisions that uh, lawmakers, politicians made? Because uh, they were quite controversial, obviously, particularly with small business owners, that the uh, lockdowns were also necessary, do we think?
1: Now, this particular study does not address the reasons why. It just states what is, what's known, you know, so you and I can think about it. Could it be? Absolutely. There was certainly a high degree of cooperation among the population. The population bought into public health measures. I mean, think about how we pivoted, not just when it came to lockdowns, but when it came to masking, when it came to do, just, you know, doing the social distancing, when it came to agreeing with social isolation and physical isolation, once people knew they were sick, there were a lot of moving parts in here and all of them had made those numbers what they now are.
0: All right. Let's uh, get to uh, vaccines because you mentioned that high vaccination rate and there's been a lot of renewed talk about uh, vaccines and booster shots and whether or not it's time, Dr. Gorfinkel to offer everyone a fourth dose given that the BA five cases are really on a steep incline. They are on a sharp rise uh, right now. Uh, give us your take. Is it time that we open up this uh, fourth shot?
1: Yeah, it's unbelievable. BA5 is more contagious than BA2 and BA1. We know that BA5 is rapidly taking over, right along with BA4, and it's better at escaping the immunity from vaccinations. So, just to quickly recap, we've got a few options what to do with that fourth dose. Give it immediately to people who are five, six months out from that third dose. Wait to give that vaccine till the fall, the original vaccine, or wait to the fall to get the bivalent vaccine that may or may not be approved by Health Canada. So those are the three options facing people. So, so what to do? This is, to me, a question of bird in the hand versus two in the bush. We need to concentrate on the over half of Canadians who still have not received that third dose. That third dose is what defines being fully vaccinated. Two doses doesn't cut it. You know, to really have protection against Omicron, we need to do that. So to me, that's, that's very important to do. As far as the timing for that 10% of, you know, for the 90% of Canadians who have yet to receive a fourth dose, this is all Canadians I'm talking about. It seems to me that if they're number of months, five months out from getting that third dose and they're higher risk, meaning they have chronic conditions. They're at least 50. They're a healthcare worker. It makes sense to me to expand it. The worst outcome is to have wasted vaccines. And we know British Columbia, we talked about this last week, a quarter of million vaccines are now about to expire in British Columbia. What's that number in Ontario? We don't even know. The provinces do not report how many vaccines are going to waste. I think that's a travesty as patients of mine who are, in fact, higher risk cannot get vaccinated and are waiting for that fourth dose.
0: Okay, talk about BA5 uh, being on the rise. Are you fearful that this is setting the stage? BA5 is for a fall surge. Is that a legitimate concern?
1: I think it's fair to say we have a surge in cases right now. It's, you know, hospitalizations are at an all time low as are, incidentally, getting vaccinated. We're not giving new vaccines out. There really are very few vaccines being given. If you look at the graph of how many vaccines are being given now, it's, it's, it's almost at an all-time low in the entire pandemic. Very few people are getting vaccinated altogether, and that's concerning. But yes, five is on the rise. There's no question about that. It's more contagious. It's probably not more severe you know, it's not thought to be any more severe, but more contagious, yes. And it's certainly better at escaping immunity, including what we call hybrid immunity. Even when a person has been fully vaccinated, it's better at escaping the immune from vaccines, it's better at escaping immunity from natural infection, and from a combination of being vaccinated and having had, say, BA1. So people remain susceptible to BA5. And that's why we need to be a little more aggressive on the mask front.
0: All right. Let's talk about long COVID, something you and I have uh, discussed uh, at length, if you will, uh, for some time now. But uh, we're getting a more insight into this thanks to a Canadian researchers regarding what exactly causes a long COVID. And they think, Dr. Finkel, that they found a, a key clue.
1: This is fascinating. Proud to be Canadian. Researchers here in Ontario looked at, through it's a small study, 34 people. Now, all of them had COVID. We don't know what, you know, what variant they had, but they, 12 were hospitalized, 22 were not hospitalized. And what they found is this. Normally when we breathe in, air goes into our lungs and oxygen passes through fine capillaries in the lungs to get to the bloodstream and other tissues. Now, these patients with long COVID, they all, they all get, many of them have breathlessness when they exercise. And yet when we check their chest X-rays, when we check their pulmonary function tests, it's normal. And so many of them are left scratching their heads. Is this all in my head? Why am I so short of breath when I exercise? And these researchers may have given the answer to why that is. As it turns out, with a highly specialized MRI, this is not your garden variety MRI. This is a very specialized MRI. They could see there seemed to be a problem in the capillaries. In that oxygen could not pass from the airway into the capillary. That's where the problem is. And that's why we're not seeing it on a chest X-ray. That's like an old black and white television set. You just couldn't see it. But that could explain why these individuals are so breathless when they exert themselves. And, you know, sure, we don't know how to treat it but it's a step in the right direction.
0: Okay, that was my very next question. So yes, we have isolated what we think is uh, you know, to blame or what is it, the problem is uh, with long COVID, but now we've got to find a solution for it.
1: Absolutely. Well, that's one problem, right? There, there are several problems that happen in long COVID, but it's a step in the right direction in understanding part of a bigger pathophysiology that's taking place when people have this problem.
0: All right. We've got to step aside, get a quick break, and then more with vaccine researcher, family physician, Dr. Iris Gorfinkel, after this, here on The Jeff MacArthur Show. Stay with us.